everyone, and welcome back to Building a Podcast. We're here on our third episode. If you guys haven't listened to our first two episodes, why don't you go ahead and do that? You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, and of course, or really anywhere else that you can find uh, your regular podcast. But of course, we stream weekly here on YouTube. I am your host, Maticus Bricks. Joining me as always is Ethan, the Brick Chef. And today we have a very special guest host. Unfortunately, Obi-Wan Kenobrix could not be with us because he's just having a grand old time on a vacation or something. Uh, so instead, we have the one and only Mikey Brickman. Mikey, uh, for those of you who don't know, is another content creator that we have been really lucky to get to know through our community here. And we just asked him to join us as a guest host this week. So thanks for coming on, Mikey. Thank you for having me. And I, I definitely look forward to this. I love the podcast so far i mean i know we're only three episodes in but each episode you guys are growing and i, I love it so thank you for having me on anytime anytime so uh, why don't we just go ahead and get right into it today we have a really exciting lineup of events for us to talk about we have as usual our lego news that we'll be checking in with we have our element of the week which is a spooky theme for october and then our main topic of the week is Mikey Brickman, where we'll be chatting with him later about his content and who he is as a LEGO creator, really just his relationship with LEGO. Ethan, why don't you go ahead and start us out with the LEGO news this week? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of a, a slower week, um, obviously a big release week, um, October 1st happened. So I think it was this past Saturday. So obviously a big wave of sets came out. Today, though, there was a very big announcement. If you guys didn't know, Lego, Lego Ideas has actually has its own website where they make announcements. That's where you go to submit your set if you want to be an idea set. And that's where they'll put their submissions once they've been submitted. Uh, but sometimes they do some special promotions. Like in the past, they did a vote on some idea sets that didn't make it in the past, but they're going to be released in Target soon. They just announced today that they're going to be doing a partnership with Dungeons and Dragons. They're coming up on a big anniversary. So they're now taking submissions for a Dungeons and Dragons related set that will be coming out sometime in 2024. I don't know about you guys, but that's a very surprising um, intellectual property that they're going to be taking on. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really cool. It's surprising, uh, and in a way, almost surprising that it took so long to get there. You know, we had Lord of the Rings a few years back and everything. Uh, Lego and fantasy has kind of gone hand in hand, I think, with Harry Potter, too. But I'm excited to see what that'll be. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. How about you guys? No, yeah, no. I've never played D&D. &D, uh, <laughs> but it definitely does make sense that it would work in Lego form. And like you mentioned, there's these fantasy lines that seem to come in and out of trend with mm -hmm. Lego. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it'll definitely be very, very interesting. Um, I know Dungeons & Dragons has some some crazy, wacky characters. Maybe we'll oh, yeah. see some some characters that they use in Stranger Things. I know that's very popular. So, And Stranger Things does yeah. take a lot of their lore from Dungeons & Dragons. So that would be cool to see what uh, they come up with. It's true. And, I, you know, I just thought of this, that I feel like I've seen a lot of, like, Lego fans kind of wanting there to be Game of Thrones <laughs> Lego sets, which, for obvious reasons, that's never going to happen. Yep. And, you know, maybe this will sort of, like, satiate that desire to have, like, really cool Lego dragons and uh, fantasy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just moving on with news. We got sales. Not very many sales going on right now. Uh, Walmart has a bunch of various sales. If you go on their online store... Galaxy Explorer, still $75. But in terms of sales this week, that's we don't really got much. Not a lot of sales going on, unfortunately. 
newly revealed sets there's one that got revealed pretty much right as it got released pretty much yeah i think almost to avoid spoilers even though the trailer now kind of definitively tells us that shuri's going to be the new black panther but Mm -hmm. this set uh got revealed yep spoiler warning (laughs) marvel doesn't really care so it it seems like that's what their plan but yeah this one was revealed pretty much almost a day or so before it was released. This is the War on the Water. So presumably something close to this will happen in the film. These sets usually aren't the most movie accurate as it's yeah. based off early concept art that they get very, very early on in the production process of the movie. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays a part in the film. It's a cool looking set for sure. Um, what do you guys think about it? You know, I think uh, the first time I saw this, I was a little bit like, oh, oh all right. Like, it's a, it's a, you know, what it is. Uh, the price per piece doesn't seem that great. I'm just noticing 545. Ooh. Like, oh, it's, yeah, uh, it's really scary. It has some cool minifigures. What do you think, Mikey? Uh, the minifigure selection is definitely peak, if you will. Uh, yeah. It looks like there's... But, you know, I'm looking at the box right now, and even if you hadn't seen the trailer, it's pretty obvious that Shuri is going to be the one that's taking the mantle just by the placement of the, the drawing that they have of her. She's front and center. But, yeah, the the Namor minifigure looks great. It definitely looks like it's minifig, you know, focused, if you it will. It really is. The rest of it just looks like, as I mentioned before, a giant cheese wedge, which <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. entirely impressed with. Some- black moldy cheese um yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, i really love that mbaku figure uh, i'd love to get yeah. my hands on that that's kind of for me the standout from this set i mean you can get namor elsewhere uh yeah. riri williams uh will presumably be available somewhere else eventually so i don't know yeah yeah and then just a couple gwps for the first time we're going to talk about those they got a couple going on for october 1st and going on we have the raised castaway set this was an ideas related gwp uh, they ran a contest they do this every so often where they'll do a gwp that is an idea set basically they did have another gwp the vip halloween pack but that is already sold out i guess on their online store uh, you might have luck with a in-person store though and then a GWP they really didn't talk about was I think it's $40 with Ninjago and you will get a Lloyd suit mech. So that's a nice little bonus there yeah. if you are buying Ninjago right now. Unfortunately, there aren't really any sets that involve Ninjago that have come out recently. So mm-hmm. that is a little unfortunate there. And then obviously... All those sets that we had talked about last week are out now. The UCS Razor Crest, the Black Panther Bust, the rest of the Black Panther sets. Uh, and then a couple holiday sets came out um, October 1st as well. And then the big one I think that a lot of people were getting is the Office set. I know that one's yeah. sold out on Lego.com now. Mm-hmm. You guys have any thoughts on those uh, newly released sets? Mikey, why don't you start? Well, I've already mentioned how... I enjoy the look of the Razor Crest, but my only reserve is that it looked like, and this might be controversial, it looked like that the designers from Lego borrowed a lot of ideas from mocks that are readily available, that have been available Mm. for the last couple of years. I know several people in the community who were pointing out like, hey, I did this exact same thing. I did this, like the Technic builds and all that. So, I mean, that's my only reserve with it. But when it comes to the actual set, it looks great. I think it looks great. The The minifigure of Din Djarin looks cool and you get the helmet and the hair piece so you can have it both ways. Cause I know sometimes 
with those Mandalorians, they only give them the helmet and then it's just a bald head. But yeah, I, I definitely like that. And the office, again, very minifig very. centric, but the set's also great too. And you can take out Michael Scott's office so you can go in there and recreate all the memes that you want. I can't wait to see all the recreations of memes that people are going to do in Lego form. Mm -hmm. I love that little feature. Like, how brilliant, right? Where you can just, like, focus in on that. Kind of gets around the idea of it, like, kind of being boxed in and, you know, not being able to see all the details. So I love that feature. Oh. Yep, there oh, he is. Oh, do you yep, already? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, Ethan's cool uh, new set. This is literally, you know, all I got for Halloween. <laughs> But it's cute. I, I really want to build it. For anyone who's listening, this is the cat and mouse set. Great part for piece value, by the way, with that one. I agree. Honestly, I don't even know how much it is. I just said I'm buying it. Um, how much does this retail for? I think it's like 13, 14 bucks. Sure. Oh, yeah, I was like, I'm in. I know it won't be that much. <laughs> so I just bought it. Yeah. And then just moving along, we're going to hit these pretty much every week just because I think it's important that people get these sets before they are off Lego's website because aftermarket prices are ridiculous. So the retired sets, obviously, nothing's changed. Fortunately, nothing has gone away. Stuff has come in and out of back order. Still the same sets that we've been talking about. They're going to be gone very, very soon. Definitely pick those up if you were planning on it now. It's definitely the time. Mikey, did you want to pick up any of these sets in particular? Uh, the 1989 Batwing, because I am a huge Batman fan, as well as the Sesame Street one. I know that seems kind of silly, but I mean, just something about it. And again, the minifigs. You guys know I'm very minifig uh, focused. Yeah. So. I kind of, something gave me a feeling uh, <laughs> when I, I was watching some of your videos, and I think you might have made like one or two like deep dives into minifigures. Yeah, a uh, here and there. Just that, you know, side thing. I agree, Mikey. That uh, that Batwing, awesome, awesome set. I would really love to pick that up at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, no. Get those retired sets. If any of those you're planning on getting, now is absolutely the time to get them. But in terms of news, that's going to wrap it up. Pretty dry week, hopefully, <clears throat> as we just got this big wave of sets. That means that some reveals are on the horizon. So hopefully we got something for you next week. But that brings us into the element of the week with Matt, of course. Yes. So welcome back to the element of the week where we choose mm -hmm. one Lego element to highlight and kind of go through the history. So we're in October. I love Halloween. I have my spooky lights up. I thought that we should kind of focus on some spooky elements this month. So to start us off, and this was also a collaboration with Mikey Brickman, we thought we would feature the ghost. So the classic ghost shroud. This was a, of course, a minifigure element, which you haven't really done yet. This was first introduced in 1990. I have my little classic ghost here. I really love this element. So this has appeared in 20 sets and actually two gears. The gears were like these clocks, kind of weird, you know, Lego's done a lot of odd little things that aren't sets, but mostly, you know, it's been included in the sets. It actually started out in classic castle sets and has kind of then expanded to be, you know, used elsewhere over time. But I don't know. I think there's just something about this guy's classic little smile and his like droopy ghost eyes that I've always found really appealing. So this part has kind of been changed over the years. It originally had that just kind of like classic round design with a smile. And then it was later updated to have 
more of like this blanket look, you know, he's kind of got this like, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like the back of like his head kind of is like pokey, uh, yeah. like a like triangular. It almost period. looks like a sheet, you know, it like does. Yeah. you know, dressing up for a costume. That's exactly the the, the kind of thank you, Mikey. That's where I was going. Couldn't think of it. He's also got this droopier smile, which is, you know, nice and spooky. Not quite my favorite. You know, I don't think I like him as much as the smiley guy. But this is actually one of my favorite usages of the Lego ghost is Vitruvius or Ghost Vitruvius from the Lego movie. He has the classic smile of our ghost shroud, but then he's got his like little like hippie like hairband around his yes. head, you know, like Vitruvius. I don't know. Are you guys fans of the Lego movie? Is that like something that you guys are into? Yes. Loved it. When when I I mean spoiler warning, this movie came yeah. out ten years ago now or something like that. Um Don't make me feel old. <laughs> I know, right? But when the character had died and then they brought him back as this ghost, I, I lost it. I mean, I was in the movie theater just busting out laughing. So like the best part, and then you have Morgan Freeman going like, Ooh, I'm a ghost. Like <laughs> classic. Yeah. This uh, minifig to me is just awesome. Absolutely amazing. My favorite version of Vitruvius, probably my favorite use of the ghost element. But so I thought I would kind of just show some of these sets. It's normally what we do here for element of the week is we will highlight some really nice usages of the element where it's been like, you know, used either in a set or like a, a, an original way to use it. I personally haven't seen any, you know, weird or creative usages of this element, but I thought I would talk about one of the first sets that it came in, which was the Black Monarch's Ghost set 6034 from 1990. This is a motif that they really did a lot in kind of like the 90s with castle sets was where you would take the ghost guy and hide him behind doors or, you know, hide him behind a rock or something. And there would always be some little thing where you'd like reveal the ghost who was like hiding. As a kid, I thought that was so freaking cool because, you know, this guy glows in the dark and he, you know, it's just, it's more than just like a regular minifig. What do you think, Mikey? Did you ever have any of these sets that the ghost was included in? I definitely did. And I I know this might sound kind of silly, but I remember uh, <laughs> my brothers and I, when, when we were, you know, younger, we would use those for ourselves to pretend that they were lightsabers. So like we'd hold them over a flashlight to get them really bright. And then we turn the lights off and pretend that we had them. So uh, that's an alternate I, use for that right there. <laughs> that's actually the coolest that's thing I've ever heard. I, that's incredible <laughs> nerdy Lego goodness. Like how, how creative. Wow. Did you build any like lightsaber hilts for your like ghost lightsaber? You know, I no, I, I don't believe we did. I think it was just us. You know, the fact that it glue in the dark and that you know it didn't break as easily as like the glow sticks that you would get around. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just it kept going. So, yeah, that was one creative use that we had. That brings a whole new meaning to Force Ghost. Uh, really <laughs> cool. So another set that I wanted to talk about that used this is the Twisted Time Train from Time Cruisers or Time Twisters, technically. This was a later 90s theme that's, like, super freaking weird. Um, yes. The only reason I wanted to show this is just because, like, look at this. This is, like, I don't know. They're very, very strange. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I never had this set. I assume the way it works is that when you, you know, roll the train, this skeleton guy, like, spins and the ghost, like, I think goes up and down. I don't know. I just think that's a really neat, nifty, weird concept, and I, I like it that they incorporated the ghost into, like, a feature where... You know, it's something that happens when you play with this set. Uh, and a lot of really weird stuff in the 90s. And I just think the ghost for me is like 
something from my childhood that's like super iconic and it's it's just a really good little symbol so yes so that just kind of you know brings us to talking about nice part usages do you guys have any like interesting usages of this element that you know you guys liked well i i know i've seen a couple uses before where they'll like turn it around so you can't see the face and they'll just like attach weird clear bits to it to make Hmm. it look like smoke or some type of clouds Ah. i've seen uses like that before that are very interesting that is clever nice Mm -hmm. i'm wondering now if you made like a large enough bowl that you could possibly make it look like a cauldron you know, with like the ooze or whatever in there. Yes, yes. Imagine that. And then you'd have to like steadily keep like reapplying like the light and stuff to make it glow. (laughs) But, you know, that's logistics. I recently saw a mock that was, uh, I believe the builder was Shade Andrus and it was featured in um, Beyond the Brick TV. They had this like haunted mansion where there were these power functions put in and they actually had a ghost like on a like on a clear stick and it was like you know swinging back and forth along with the power function so it would look like the ghost was flying over the mansion and i thought that was a really cool you know use of that part i did actually want to mention uh i kind of forgot to include this earlier but you can actually get this ghost shroud the original one in these sort of like rare like non-production colors uh, I think factories kind of did this as like a sample of the mold and they came in, I think, red and black. Ooh. I don't really know where else you find them, but the black one is going for over $300 on Bricklink. Oh my gosh. The red is going for over $600. So if you love to collect like weird, it's it's official Lego. It's made with like Lego ABS plastic and everything. And it's the official mold. It's not like a knockoff. I don't really know even where people got them, but it's just, I, I think that stuff is really cool. Where it's like rare colors that you really can't get anywhere else. So I just wanted to mention that this yeah, that's uh, shroud comes in those. So T-Rex Bricks says that we could uh, use it as a yes, nightlight. A nightlight. That'd I, be very interesting. Love. I think, you know, even cooler than that, I would rather just have like an actual nightlight that looks like the Lego ghost, you know, like the big, yes. like, big nightlight <laughs> to plug in. I'd love that. You know, like the ghost protecting you through the night. I want to say that they made an enlarged version of Vitruvius. Uh, oh, I'm, I might be mistaken, but I think when I because I did make a video on him, I think I came across a, a giant Vitruvius. If you, It might have just been a clock or well, something like that. But now you know, I know you can get me for Secret Santa. Uh, <laughs> this, I think you need to track that down. Yeah, I, I need to look for that now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, right. Now spoil the surprise. Like, that's that's all I want. <laughs> But I, that will pretty much wrap it up for Element of the Week. Uh, that will bring us now to our main topic, which is you, Mikey Brickman. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to just move into a more interview-based style for the rest of the podcast. This will be how we will typically do a guest show from now forward. And Mikey gets the amazing opportunity to be our first guest and therefore our guinea pig with testing out how this will go. So no pressure, Mikey. <laughs> I hope I'll, I'll come are. back in six months. Uh, yeah. when you guys have it, you know, cleaned up. Yeah, just a bit. Wow. <laughs> Once we have our podcast more, you know, connected and built together. All the like it. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to jump right into it, Mikey. We'll start with some more just generic questions and feel free to just dive into it. Uh, just tell us as much as you'd like. We want to hear everything about you. So uh, I guess the first question is just going to be, what's your favorite Lego theme? I know it's a very basic question, but I feel like that's a big uh, a big one that everybody wants to know. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, it's going to sound basic, but it's definitely Star Wars. That's that's what got me back into Lego. And before they even had official Lego sets for Star Wars, I was making my own Lego Star Wars mocks, if you will. I mean, you think about it, Star Wars, in my opinion, well, at the time, it's it's all about the unknown. You know, when I was growing up, you had episodes four, five, and six. The prequels hadn't even come out yet. So when I had these Legos as a kid, it was like, oh, you're going to explore the unknown with the Lego. You get to build these things. You know, you make the X-Wing, you make the Millennium Falcon. We even made a Duplo Death Star. You know, yeah. so many of them, but it was like... Whoa built this giant thing and of course like it ended up being like a triangle and then another triangle but still <laughs> all different colors yeah oh yeah all different colors. yeah it would have been nice to have it gray but of course you know you take what you can get at the time so i and i feel like especially with all of the iconic ships and locations and characters there's a lot for them to tap into that they still haven't but i i would love to <laughs> see where they go from here so uh yeah it's definitely star wars yeah yeah so, i know but th- there's too, a reason behind it too basic mikey we're kicking you off at the yeah. end of podcast okay all right uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh goodness well i'll say star wars is one of my favorite themes too so i mean it's maybe one of the better best themes so so mm-hmm. hey I too love Star Wars. Um, as much as I've kind of had my gripes with some of what they've been doing recently, I think that overall they really do make a really high quality product. And, you know, most of that stuff just looks great on my shelves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and I think piggybacking off that uh, is what's your favorite Lego set? So even more specific. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious because I know sometimes people's favorite Lego set doesn't even like fit within their favorite theme. So, yeah, yeah what is yours? So I've got visual aids. I actually have it right here. Can you guys tell me what this is? I can. That is I'm the sh- yeah. I definitely can't. <laughs> Spirea saucer centurion. Like holy cow! Yes. If oh. Tom right, was well, here, he'd be flipping out. <laughs> you, so so you got the name of it. Do you know the set number? Uh, don't even six something six four no six eight six Ooh. seven. No, no. Uh, I don't know. Wait. It's it started with the six, so I'll take. I know that. it starts uh, with a six. <laughs> it's six nine three nine. So um, this is definitely hands down my favorite. Uh, that is such a cool again, set. It came out in nineteen ninety four. So so did it predates, I. It predates Star Wars. Would you say so did I? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was born. Nice. So it came out in ninety four before Star Wars, and this to me was imagination fuel at its best. I mean. You've got the two little cockpits. You've got the two characters in there. This was my C-3PO at the time. It was a droid, you know. Hmm. Uh, this ship I ended up using to make the Millennium Falcon out of. Uh, I made the X-Wing because these were like perfect X-Wing shades at the time. Hmm. Uh, it's just so much fun. This is hands down my favorite set. I know it's kind of obscure, but like Ethan said, you know, just because it's your... Uh, not your favorite theme. It's still definitely uh, my favorite. It's got a lot of memories. But then my second favorite would have to be what's currently out right now, the Mighty Dinosaurs set. Uh, it's the creator set. And that's because that I was able to make my baby Ackley with it. I love her so much. She's the best. <laughs> yeah, show that off for us. This Now, you can see online, I did post the YouTube video on the instructions for it. And I think as of today, there's like 30, 
thousand, maybe twenty nine thousand views, which for me, I love it because I wanted this. I wanted Lego to make this. I know it's not completely screen accurate, but you know, it's got the scare factor of it, which is what I was really looking into. The articulation is all there, and I just wanted to be able to share it with the Lego community. So I'm happy that we were able to, or I was able to do that. So yeah, dinosaur set took me four of them to build this. So you can build this for less than what 50 bucks, less than 50 bucks, yeah. about 40 bucks. Really, that really super, super cool. Those yeah, are so yeah, favorite sets. Those are my two favorite sets. Excellent answers. Yeah, super, super awesome. And I know, you know Star and, Wars. Go ahead, Mikey. Well, no, I was going to say uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobricks. Uh, I know that he ended up building that as well. Yes, he so, did. And it's so funny because I've posted probably like four or five videos in the last two years about this. <laughs> and he posted one and his just blew up. <laughs> it got a ton of views. And I was like, oh, Uh-oh. okay. All you better right. tag you. you better well, tag I you. think well, he, yeah. he did tag me. He definitely <laughs> did. He gave me credit. So. Uh, that that's that's why he got the push because he tagged me. We'll say that. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, do you remember like what first got you into Lego when you were a kid? Like, how'd you become a fan of uh, like? So my earliest memories, if you will, are playing with them at my grandma's house. And I know that you know might seem you know like oh you know grandma's house, but it was cool because she had this little coffee table. It was like a rectangle coffee table. It was gold plated. So as a little tiny kid, it's like, ooh, you know, <laughs> felt like, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, like you're not allowed to go inside <laughs> of it until grandma says. But inside there was like a little box that had a whole bunch of two by four bricks. And it was the classic Lego colors, you know, just the the black, white, blue, yellow, red. And I just remember feeling like that there was an endless amount of possibilities when it came to building with these things. Now, she probably only had maybe like 20 or 30 but to me, it felt like that there was an infinite amount, you know, and I could build mm-hmm. anything when I was there. And anytime I went over there, I rushed over to play with it. And the crazy thing is that years later, when I was an adult, I happened to be talking to my grandma about it. And she informed me that those were actually my mother's Lego that she had when she was a kid. So, yeah, there's like this whole generational, you know, connection, if you will, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all interconnected. That. Yes. Yeah. It's like it, it was just so cool to think that I was playing with the same bricks that she was. And, you know, now that I'm talking about it, I got to check with my grandma and see if she still has those. Yeah, you I got to double check because, you know, I've, I've got a kid of my own now and it'd be great for him to, you know, pass it on, if you will. Yeah. The family Absolutely. bricks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, but, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what drew me back in, though, um, or I guess what kept drawing me to it was that whatever I was into at the time, I felt like I could make it out of Lego. So like, I know I went through a Batman phase. So like I made my own little Batarang or like I I liked Ghostbusters for a while. So I made my own little proton pack or a little trap. And of course, yeah, none of it ever looked screen accurate, but as a kid, never does. Yeah. But as a kid, you were able to just, oh, break it apart and build what I'm into now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what kept me going and still interested in Lego as it is the unlimited creativity. Do you remember like what your first like actual set uh, like from a theme or anything was? So my now I know that Spireus was definitely one of my earliest ones. Uh, 
I want to say that my aunt might have gotten me like a spaceship set of some sort. You know, I now that I'm really thinking about it, I I almost feel like like for my birthday that she got me something like that. But I, I can't I can't pinpoint exactly what the first one is, so I, I give it to to the Spireus set. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. So that kind of leads us into our next question. You know, those of us who have been in the AVOL community uh, for years have had this term, the dark ages. Basically a time in your life where LEGO really wasn't at the forefront. You know, maybe you put it away in the closet for years or, or whatever. Um, did you have a dark age? And what was that like? So uh, I definitely did have a dark age. And um, what I know, I don't, don't want to get too heavy here, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> you know, shrouded in darkness and everything. But it was, I want to say I was in sixth grade. I had to have been. Yeah, it was sixth grade. We were all, every week we were in charge of making something that was, or every person in the classroom had like a rotating uh, project that they had to present to the class. And what I did for the history class, because this was history class, I got to mention that too, um, I made my own little uh, Aztec village, if you will, out of Lego. And a lot of it was based on stuff that had already existed. But like I had the floating gardens, I made a little pyramid and I spent a lot of time on it. And I know my mom probably spent a ton of money on it too, because like I really wanted to make sure that I got this right. Brought it in. My teacher absolutely loved it. All of the kids made fun of me. You know, <sighs> I got bullied so hard because of it you know, oh, you're, you're in sixth grade and you still play with Lego, blah, blah, blah. And like, I took it to heart. Like, so, and even at that time I was being made fun of because I like Star Wars too. So it was like, couldn't fall back on Star Wars, couldn't fall back on Lego. So I kind of just stopped. And what, what really stunk was over the courts because you had to keep it out the entire week for people to see. So every time we came in, people were reminded, oh, Mikey Brickman built this Lego set. And then- I get teased about it, blah, blah, blah. And throughout the week, pieces were missing. Mini figs were taken away. You know, oh. so it was it was a real downer. And I mean, here I am, you know, 25, 30 years later, however, met, and it's still hmm. I can still, you know, feel it there. So I kind of put it aside, uh, moved on from there. And I guess, well, I'm just trying to think of what really got me back into it was uh oh yeah, yeah you know growing up sorry lost my train of thought for a second there um once i got back into it or i tried to get back into it uh this is a lesson for anybody that's a teenager um <laughs> i was dating this girl at the time <laughs> and uh my mother had bought me this knockoff <laughs> batmobile you know wow yeah now this thing, uh, it's it's nowhere near as good as Lego. Uh, the quality is junk. But at the time, I was like, oh, you know what? It's been like six years, maybe. Let, let me try and jump back into this, right? I built it. I had it displayed in my living room or in my bedroom. Uh, enjoyed it. And then uh, there was one day, you know, the girlfriend came over and she was just like, what the hell is this? And of course, I was like, well, it's Batman. She's like well, why do you have, like, that's stupid. Why do you, and then, of course, me being a stupid teenager trying to impress my girlfriend, I literally threw it away. Like, uh, threw it in the trash. Oh, man. 
So this was a purchase that I made probably about two, three months ago where I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not the exact same set, the exact same one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is me kind of reclaiming uh, the fact that this is who I am now and you should continue to be who you are. Don't let anybody bully you around. So yeah, that was my dark age. It's, that is uh, a really great lesson. You know, if you are dating a girl who, you know, says you're a nerd or whatever for, you know, being into Lego, not the right girl for you, maybe, or guy yeah. or whoever it yeah, is that whoever. is uh, putting you down for that reason. Yeah, um, I know. Did you, did you, I mean, this was uh, trending on TikTok. Did I, you I, that I saw this. Yeah. There was a girl who posted like a video basically something about her boyfriend wanting to put like Legos as, as house decor and how she was like, absolutely not like in no, like absolutely. It's which I thought yeah. was absolutely wild. Her, yeah. her, her biggest fear is that her boyfriend or her soulmate. As she yeah. Her it. soulmate, as she put it, which is yeah, okay. Her, now. her biggest fear being her soulmate would end up wanting to decorate with Lego. And I was just like, oh. man, I mean, they make a lot of really nice stuff. Listen, for me personally, I, I like to keep the Lego in the Lego room. But if Same someone here. wants yep. to put it as a decor, I wouldn't judge them for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have you, have, the you guys biggest have to... fear. The biggest fear. <laughs> you have to send me this video because I literally have not seen this yet. Yeah, no, it's uh, really funny. I'll, I'll send it to you. Because, yeah, I think I said something because my fiance loves all my Legos. But specifically, like, I wouldn't own any of the botanical sets if it wasn't for her wanting them. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't uh, my know. My girlfriend loves the botanical sets. Yeah, she's super into that. Yeah, we've, um, got, we've got our real orchids, and then next to it, we've got the fake orchids, because we just <laughs> think, oh, you know, hey, that looks good. Mm-hmm. Kind of hers and his, if you will. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry that you had that experience growing up, but... I will kind of, you know, give you kudos for uh, you leveraging a class assignment to get more Lego. Uh, I don't yeah, think I've nice. ever that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I have talked on my TikTok page before about those experiences mm-hmm. because I think it is important, especially yeah. for the younger generation. I know this makes me sound old, ugh, but I think it is important for younger people and anybody to know that, hey, I'm enjoying this now and I love it. Like, it's not just like a hobby. Like this is a part of me and I shouldn't have denied it for all those years. So if you're going through something like this, you know, try somebody else has already been through it. And I wish at the time that I could have had somebody to talk to about it as well. So again, not trying to get too heavy. I know we're just talking about Lego here, but I honestly, I think this is a really important topic. I even think that we could do a whole show on this at some point. Uh, yeah, you know, just and dark age. Dark yeah. age. And also just like, you know, I think that there are so many more people who are into Lego today than there ever were when we were kids. And maybe not everybody knows how to like navigate that like socially yeah. and not be considered an outcast. Or It's you know. interesting how, because I just want to, it's interesting. I think, Mikey, I did something very similar like very similar to you but my the reaction was much different from my classmates i i think honestly it was so like it's weird because i'm pretty young i'm 22 now so when i was in elementary school middle school it's like 2010s around that time and it was just like i wasn't ridiculed but it was like just nobody even cared about my project whatsoever at all um so it's interesting like generationally to see like how reactions to liking Legos have changed and 
it's inter- just weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, and there's still, I feel like that, especially with the internet and the connection, just like how, uh, T-Rex Bricks just said that we have these communities that we're able to build and relate with. And it's great to have that resource now. Uh, definitely wish I could have had it back in the day, but who knows? Maybe the bullying might have even been worse back then, too. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, so you, t- okay, so you told us about this girl. Um, is that kind of, where did you actually then get back into Lego from that point? Is that where... So, yeah, I was probably, yeah, I was in my late teens, early 20s at that point. And the interest for Lego never went away, Mm -hmm. especially because, like, again, I was making Lego before they had the Star Wars Lego sets. And now, you know, at this point, they had been making them for like 10 years. And every time I'd be at the grocery store or I'd see a commercial on TV, be like man that looks no i don't need it i don't need it you know and i just kept backpedaling uh but there was i want to say it's probably 2012 yeah had to have been 2012 uh i was at home and then my wife came home from work and she found out or actually she was my girlfriend at the time um she came home from work and i found out that she had been demoted so we were both like really bummed out about it. And I was like, you know what? Let's do something really irresponsible <laughs> and fun. So uh, we we went to Target and I bought the Lego Millennium Falcon uh, 7965. Uh, the, the one that has Obi-Wan Kenobi and, you know, mm-hmm. th- it was the one from like 2012 or 2011 yep. or something. Like yeah. That. I think I know which one you're talking about. And we brought that home. We turned on the original trilogy and we just built it. And I think it took us the entire series. Like it took us wow. six hours to build this thing. And from that point on, it's like, we, I, I haven't looked back if you will, you know, I just haven't looked back. It's, and I don't know if you guys are picking up on this theme, but for me, Lego is not so much about the brick, but the experience mm. while you're building. You know, what what's the story behind it when you get these things, when you build these things? And I feel like a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, in my older age, um, that getting back into it was because of a positive thing. So, yeah, that's what got me back in. And now I've got my Lego layer. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Don't we I all? <laughs> <laughs> I and I can't I can't say that I came up with the the term Lego layer. I heard it yesterday on TikTok, and I was like, oh, I'm using that now. Lego I love layer. that. I'm using that from now on as well. Yep, yeah, exactly. Lego. We layer. all have them. We all yep. get ridiculed by our families for them. Uh, it's <laughs> just it's what it is. Yeah, I mean, when you get to this point, you have to have your okay. own room. You do. Yeah. You really do. There's no way around it. Yeah. So. Um. So now. So when did you go from the transition from a full to Lego content creator? How did you get started down this path of becoming, you know, Mikey Brickman? So it's been, it's been about two years. Uh, I want to say it was shortly after, maybe even a little less than two years, that I started on TikTok. Now before that, uh, I was on uh, Facebook. Uh, monitoring a whole bunch of uh, channels on there or pages, if you will. 
there was, or we actually do, it's, you know, Lego builders gather and then a whole bunch of subcategories. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but so I've been doing that for about 10 years now, but when it came to actually making content, I was on TikTok scrolling and then all of a sudden I came across, he's a great uh, content creator. His name is David Wayne Creates. Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I came across a video that he had done of his accolade and I saw the reaction from it and I was like, oh my gosh, people really like this thing. And he did a great job. And like this thing was just sitting on a shelf in ah. my house. And I was like, I need to share this with people. So I went and started figuring out all the ways to record the instructions. And I was messing around here and there with like doing speed builds and stuff like that to hone in on my skill, if you will. But my, my coming out party was posting this on YouTube. And then from there, I started to really focus in on the minifigs, if you will, and just kind of moved along from there. I'm trying to think of what else, really. I mean, it, I did yeah, not was... realize, sorry, that you had the accolade built before you were a content creator. I thought that that kind of came out like later, um, you know, after you had been, you know, sharing your videos and stuff. Yeah. So, the, and that was part of that. Like it was just sitting there and I've yeah. I got the receipts, if you will. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've got pictures of it built and finished and I just didn't know how to really, because again, I wanted to share with people how to build it. One of the things that I love about the mock community is that they're able to create these amazing things. They're, but most of the time, the negative is that to build it, it's astronomical, the price point. And most people can't afford it. So I kind of forced myself to grab a cheap set and make it into something that I thought people would be able to enjoy. Uh, and again, it's only like 40 bucks or whatever. And I'm not trying, I, I don't keep meaning to talk about the accolade, but you know, she's my baby. So I, I need to bring it up a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make something that was easily accessible to the masses, if you will. So yeah. And yeah, that I probably, it took me, I want to say I started making content in January of 2001, maybe. And I didn't actually post that video until mid-March, maybe late March. So, and there's, there's a whole bunch of times that I was trying to get the angles right and do all this stuff. I mean, Ethan, like I mentioned before, I, I love the way that you do your reviews. And I was trying to kind of get that same look that you seem to effortlessly already have no. going. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. I mean, you like, achieve it. <laughs> I, on my table, I got like this giant two by three piece of white paper and laid it out and I was trying to build on top of it. And then you could see smudge marks and tape marks. No, so, the white background is like, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's yeah. it's so hard to make it look good, but if you can make it look good, it, it looks fantastic. really amazing, but it's not, it's not easy to work with. No, no, not. A, that's why yeah. I said you make it look effortless. So I, well, I appreciate that, and, that a lot. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that was my driving force to get to making content, and then uh, yeah, from there I just kind of fall into what I do now, which is mostly minifigs. 
So. Could you kind of like go into how you kind of honed in on wanting to do the minifig content mm -hmm. particularly? So for me, what what really kickstarted that was there was one day I was at a Bricks and Minifigs. Uh, you guys are familiar with that store? Yes. I'm familiar. Yes. Okay. Never been to one. Okay. So um, for those who don't know that <laughs> might be watching, uh, they they it's a resale shop. They, they resell Lego and sometimes, well, and they do sell new ones as well, but you go there for the resale. Right. And when I was there one time, I saw what I call Tan Hand Boba Fett. Hmm. Uh, he's the one from episode six. And I saw that they were selling them for like 40, $45. And I was like, why is he 45 bucks? They're like, oh, he's the only one with tan hands. And I was like, seriously, that's it? And there, of course there's variations in the printing and everything. So I went home and made a video real quick. And it was just like, hey, guys, if you collect this or if you collect Star Wars, you got to go and see if you have this because the set sold for $30 and this minifig is only selling or is selling for 45. And that was my first taste of, you know, a viral video, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, people really want to, you know, they really gravitate towards this. And I saw yeah. all the comments and then I was like, hey, maybe I should turn this into a whole series. So again, it took me a little while to actually uh, get it clean to the way that it is now, but, um, and I'm still improving, but uh, yeah, that's what really got me into it. Just the reaction and the, the aha, like, Oh, whoa, really a uh, moment that I had. And I figured other people would have it too. So. Well, yeah, I mean, your videos are great. I love the way they're really, they're, they focus. I mean, minifigs, yeah. I would say, minifigs almost transcend lego um i know at least i've seen instances of it people that collect just the minifigures and like really aren't even into lego at all but just like collectibles and those collectible minifigures are something that's appealing to those kinds of people um <laughs> those are just filled with minifigs wow like, filled i aspire i mean <laughs> minifigs um, are incredible <laughs> what yeah what my uh one of my mutuals had i he he collects action figures and then i realized i was like wait a minute minifigs are action figures yes sir I, Kinda, yeah. <laughs> I mean in a sense in a sense yeah. yeah and i didn't realize that i was like oh okay all right so but yeah that that was a a coming to realization moment if you will so anyhow yeah that's really awesome and then could you kind of just like go through your process of making a video and like feel free to go real in depth, like all the way from like how you pick a topic or pick a set of minifigures or a specific minifigure that you're going to do. And then how you go about filming, editing, all that basically. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot. So definitely feel free to interject. Like okay. say, Hey Mike, I'm going to cut you off here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so when I first started doing it, uh, it was mostly based on requests. People would just say, hey, can you can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And I was trying to stay on top of it as quickly as possible. Uh, but as the process started to kind of, I, I guess I had, you know, train, you know, the trains rolling and everything, everything, it just starts steamrolling down the hill, snowballing. That's the word I was looking for. As it started to snowball, I was like, okay, I gotta be more selective. I mean, at this point, if you check out my YouTube channel, I've got about 500 just minifig videos. Wow. wow. Just exclusively minifigs. And 
that I, I was like, okay, I need to take a step back and think about this because I've done a ton and there's still so much more to do. Uh, I actually made a note here that as of today, there are 14,663 minifigs. Holy. So if I were to do <laughs> one minifig a day, it would take me 40 years to cover all of them. <laughs> well... <laughs> At least you know you have an endless stream of content. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I need to, I need to step back. And one thing that, uh, and we we mentioned this uh, before the show, I believe, was that I had to think about timing. Uh, I definitely take uh, requests into consideration, but the timing of when I post these things, I really have to try and coincide it with what's hot at the moment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and the example being that about four or six months ago, I posted a whole bunch of videos. I did an entire series on Lord of the Rings and they completely tanked. Like nobody watched them. I think, uh, I think the brick educator was the only one that watched them. <laughs> and, That's not surprising at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and of course, like he stitched a couple of my videos and those blew up. You know, I'm, I'm not bitter. I don't want you to think I'm <laughs> I don't care about the least bitter guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm at the point now where the view counts don't bother me. Um, they did in the beginning, but not not anymore. So anywho, they bombed, and I thought that they were going to do great because of the Ring of Power trailers that had come out, but and all the topics about the characters that were in it. I was like, oh, this would be great. I'll try and piggyback on it. Nobody cared at the time. Okay, but then DC League of Super Pets, the movie. Did you guys even know that there was a movie that came I out? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I I posted a video about the four or five super pets that they've made. And oh. I posted it on the Friday that that movie came out. And that is one of my most viewed videos on YouTube. I think Dang. it's got 120,000 views. Whoa. Like, yeah. It's just okay, Mikey. It's about pets. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I really have to consider when I'm posting these things now. So... Maybe it's because nobody else was making a video about those. Yeah, no. I I don't know what it is, but all about the timing. So now what I try to do when I make these videos is I'll have one big series that I'm working on for like a week or two that I'm posting videos on. But in the meantime, I'll just kind of slip in little stuff here and there. Like currently I'm working on Astromex. And... This Friday, I should have the grand finale released. Uh, it's about 18 to 20 minutes long. It's a long video. Uh, but what I would do, so backing it up from there, I was like, all right, I'm going to do a video on Astromex. First thing I'm going to do is research and find out what makes a, an Astromech an Astromech. So I had to go through, read about it. So like, Dio from the newest Star Wars movie is not an astromech. I mean, he could be, right. but technically he's not. Um, and then same thing with gunk droids. Those aren't astromechs. Mm -mm. But, you know, some people might say, oh, well, you forgot this or that. You know, so got to be careful with that. So hone it in. Oh, yes. <laughs> got to be prepared. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because people are going to question you on it. They question us about everything. Yep, yep. absolutely everything. I've been dealing with it on a couple of my videos hardcore recently <laughs> yeah so well and not not to get too far off topic but one thing that does pop up very often is 
because these are videos where I talk about uh, an entire collection, if you will, people will tell me, you forgot this, you forgot that. And instead, now I appreciate it when people give me the constructive criticism, like, hey, didn't this and this come out on this? And I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. And I made a mistake. But the people that try to go for the gotcha comments, mm. that it, it doesn't offer any constructive criticism. It just feels like that they're trying to belittle you. And we're not about that. We're not trying to do that at all. We're trying to be informative and have fun about it. So getting back to the entire topic, uh, I'll collect the information about these astromechs and then I'll see if there's patterns, if there's a whole bunch of them, like R2-D2, there's like five minutes worth of just him. So then I got to talk about, okay, well, what differentiates all of these R2-D2s? What makes them so interesting? Why did they have to make 20 of them, you know? And then uh, I'll look at the other characters, the ones that people may not know about, and try and learn about their backstories and see if they're worth talking about. So uh, one of them being uh, R4P17, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi's droid. And I was like, oh, I should talk about her, which then a lot of people didn't realize that she's technically a she. Oh. And then that springboards the whole another conversation that I can talk about, like, oh, apparently droids are programmed to have stereotypical genders. So... <laughs> I didn't There's know a that, lot actually. Of, what what was that? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, and yeah, I, they have masculine programming or feminine huh. programming is what they refer to huh. it as. Well, yeah. how about that? Yeah, it's very weird. Well, and cool. yeah, I mean, it's I probably George Lucas was the one that said, "Hey, it's a she," and we're like, "Okay, all right, mm -hmm. moving on." So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go through and figure out all the different backstories, and then I decide, okay how am I going to break this up so it'll be interesting? All the while, while I'm working on this, I'm posting other videos. Like somebody says, hey, I want to I want to know all about every Superman. So then I go in and make a Superman video while I'm researching the Astromechs. So sometimes there's a, there is a lot of space between the two. Like when the initial request comes in or when I first say I'm going to create this versus when it's finally released, because it's not just a, hey, we're pumping it out and have that be it. There's a lot of research and timing and storytelling that goes into it. So um, and speaking of which, this doesn't even include the, the financial information that I'm searching on it as well. So with that. Once I've decided how I'm going to break it up, who's going to get what, uh, I'll go in and research, get the financial data, and then uh, decide how I'm going to release the videos, when they're going to come out. So like with, again, just because I keep using the Astromech as an example, like it was like, all right, I did a Christmas episode. I did an R2-D2, Chopper, BB-8, top 10 most expensive because everybody loves top 10 videos you know yes, they do yes top tens watch mojo baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um then when i make these videos and again if you just a couple days ago i think i released what my first minifig a minute video looked like versus what it looks like now um i try to make it clean so one thing that i noticed when i watch reviews and especially with the ADHD, ADHD generation, myself included, 
Uh, when I'm watching reviews, sometimes I'll just end up looking in the background because <laughs> I'm like, what do, what do they got going on over there? Like, man, that guy's fingers are so dirty. Like, you know, just like stuff like that. You know, it's like, so I get distracted by what's actually being presented. So when I make my videos, I try to just talk about the minifig. And if I got to display the back, you know, it's just the minifig, white background. I've got the information of the minifig in the right hand side or yeah left hand side i should say i'm like all turned around because of the the camera on here uh, it gets me all the time yeah but i'll put the name on there uh the item number and then like a quick description which differentiates it from the other ones and then same thing with the sets because the box art is really cool and everything but i try to find images of the sets mm -hmm. Now, if I don't have a good image that I can find online, sometimes I'll end up buying the sets and then photographing oh, wow. it and then editing it to remove the background so it's just white. Um, same thing with, like, now if it's an actual minifigure that is too expensive or that I just can't locate, I'll find the best images that I can. And I don't want to say that I'll doctor it, but... I'll do the best to make it look like the way that it's supposed to look like. Uh, for example, there was an Obi-Wan Kenobi minifigure, and nobody else would ever know this, but there was like an Obi-Wan minifig that I was able to find a picture of the body, but the cape was like chopped off and like all, it just looked bad. Yeah. So I went in and made his own cape. You know, I just photoshopped a cape onto him. So it was like, okay, mm. it looks like how it's supposed to look like, but you know, anywho, so try to get it real clean. And then honestly, my favorite part of all of these videos is making the title cards. And I've never heard anybody ever talk about the title cards. But <laughs> to me, it's my favorite part. Because when you're on TikTok and YouTube shorts, you'll see just a vertical image. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to make something that's eye-catching and they're able to tell what it is when they're scrolling by real quick. So I've just got a picture of Anakin, you know, like very action <laughs> pose, Anakin, minifig a minute. There you go. So uh, if, if it's an easy character, it could take me about an hour to do like a minute long video just to get all the details and everything and like now and that's if i'm rushing if i'm not getting disturbed or you know interruptions yeah uh and that's if everything moves smoothly um but yeah like this astromech video that i've been working on i mean it's it's been three four weeks that i've been working on it but it also makes sense because it's like a 20 minute long video so yeah i, I don't know if i oh and my favorite part uh the voices sometimes and the voices and the music now i was just gonna are, ask about the music actually yes so uh, i will go in and use uh my own music most mm -hmm. of the time uh and it's usually just like a real 8-bit uh new wave 1980s sound because when i Love think it. of lego i think of real 8-bit looks, if you will. So I felt like that this would really match in with the vibe. And most of the time, I'll do my best to have it fit in with the theme. So like for 4th of July, again, trying to do timing, I did a Captain America video. Mm -hmm. 
And in that, I had music playing in the background, which was Team America's F Yeah. You know, but it was just an 8-bit version of it. So and, funny. Yeah, and you know, some people noticed it. Some people didn't, you know. <laughs> I do, I do this for me. I do this for me, and I want you guys to yeah. enjoy it, too. And if people do catch on it, that's awesome. But it, even in that video, I went ahead and gave myself a real heavy Southern accent. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> we're going to talk about Captain America for this episode. America. Yeah, exactly. America. America. So that that's another thing, too. I will, if I feel like that this is a character that deserves, like, some type of voice performance, I'll jump right in and do it. Like, for the... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean video. I did one where I covered every single Pirates of the Caribbean minifig, and the entire time, you know, I was just talking like a pirate, you know, armor, you know. And in this video, we're going to talk about every single Pirates of the Caribbean minifig, Arr, you know, stuff like that. So I really try to get into it, and again, that's to keep it interesting for me, keep it interesting for you guys, because you don't know if I'm gonna just go in and use this or have some crazy off the wall voice so yeah i think i think oh. i covered about all of it right there well, that <sighs> definitely does you do yeah. interesting for us yeah take your give yourself a nice breath yeah like, wow yeah like, you really have a drink of water you know get ready yeah for the sorry sorry I, I told you guys to to interrupt me you know clap back at me if you need to <laughs> how could we you were doing so great we didn't want to interrupt exactly exactly um, but you I did just mention, don't want to sound like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, you're you're going right along with it. Um, you did mention financial, um, which I think is the one little piece. Where do you get the prices? So in each of your videos, you give like an estimated price of you know what the minifigures are worth. Where do you get these prices? So most of the time, uh, I I try to use a collection of several different websites. Uh, so like Bricklink's the first one, obviously, but mm -hmm. Bricklink isn't the only one. I, I need to let people know that, uh, you've got Brick Economy, which is a great website. I don't know if you guys have checked that out. Sometimes they're a little, uh, behind. So, but I take that into consideration, uh, Brickset, but they use Bricklink prices, yeah. uh, Brick Owl. And then uh, I'll if I can't find the prices for these things online, I'll call local shops like like Bricks and Minifigs, who also you know tend to use Bricklink. But I'll call them and be like, "Hey, what's the going price for this? If I were to sell this, or if you guys were to sell this, what would you sell it for?" Wow. So, um, but what I'll do is I'll get a pool. Now I don't know if mm -hmm. you guys know this, but my background is economics, uh, which again plays into all of this. Uh, I, I majored in economics. My minor was uh, mathematics and business finance. So I'm able to talk about Lego, but use my major at the same time. Um, so I'll collect all this data of where the average prices are, get rid of the top most expensive ones, get rid of the cheapest ones, take into consideration the quality of these, and then come up with something that I feel is a valid price based on a minifig that's worth selling. So if you have a minifig that's been all chewed up and the capes all torn up and everything, you're not gonna get a hundred bucks for that. Yeah, no. no. So, and even with cracks and stuff like that, that, take that in consideration. I'll read the descriptions. I'll, again, ask the local shops how they would sell it and just kind of go from there. Brick economy is helpful. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was yeah, so thrown off because it looks like, uh, uh, 
It looks like Thomas. Obi-Wan Kenobrix is. He's he's watching our stream and he's supposed to be enjoying his vacation. And yet he's uh I know, shame on you. <laughs> I was like, Maticus, what are you doing, man? Mm. But, don't you have better things to do, Thomas? <laughs> yeah. Don't they have uh, Halloween Horror Nights going on right now? Come on now, man. Uh, no, thank so. you. Thank you for tuning in and supporting us. But seriously, yes, thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it is very labor intense. And that's so how I said earlier, if, if I had to do one minifigure and it was going to be a minute long video and it takes me an hour, maybe 35 minutes, 30 minutes of it is just collecting the financial data. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just spewing it together real quick. So, yeah, that's well, really impressive. And your end results are uh, really good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's move on to a little fun question here. If okay. you were you yourself, Mikey Brickman, if you were a Lego minifigure, who would you be and why? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already like this. Oh, gosh. You know, it, if I were to be a minifigure and this is, you know, I know Lego may not be watching this, but I hope someday they do see this. <laughs> I want a minifigure that looks like this, okay? You make a minifigure that has facial hair. You make a minifigure with glasses. But you don't make one that's a great combination of the two. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They need... I I feel feel oppressed in the sense of me wearing (laughs) glasses. Like, Maticus, I'm so jealous of you now that you don't have to wear them because you can make a sig fig no problem. You got options. This is... Here, I did there's my little are we able to see this no maybe yeah not. we can see it kind of there we go i turned the brightness down so that's my sig fig right there he's got facial hair but no glasses mm. if i could get a combination of say jack sparrow yes <laughs> and you know with ray-bans I mean, yeah perfect i'd be perfect with that but uh if i couldn't do that you know i'll take clutch powers i'll be fine uh, with that. Oh, he's pretty cool that's a nice throwback it's it's so random and off the wall but yeah clutch powers would be the other one so very nice very nice you know mikey you may not uh necessarily need lego to make a new face if you wait long enough you can use one of like the dumbledore faces with the glasses and uh or like the sean connery with his like gray beard eventually i get what you're saying yes you know every time i get on camera i'm like where is all this gray hair coming from yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Eventually it'll there'll be something that'll work. Yeah, yeah Thomas see, agrees. And yeah. like I've been to I've talked to people about this before and they're like, oh, why don't you just use Harry Potter? I'm like, do these look like Harry Potter specs? No. No. Does this look like Harry Potter? No. <laughs> do you have a scar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Well, I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> it's not a lightning bolt. Come on now. So Tony Stark too. Yeah, Tony Stark with glasses. I would totally take that. <laughs> Amazing. So. Uh, so, thank you. Do you, Mikey Brickman, have any controversial opinions? Well, let's probably keep it to the realm of Lego. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Of yes. course. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, how many people are viewing this right now? Because yeah, I need right? to know. What was that? Uh, yeah right you want to be uh, careful how many are uh, uh yeah exactly <laughs> so um my controversial opinion when it comes to lego and i i crunch the numbers so you can you can disagree with me if you want but i feel like i am in the right is that 
Lego is as expensive, if not cheaper, than what it was 10, 20 years ago. That is 100% true. Yep, you're exactly correct. Now, I have brought it up to people before, and the it for some reason it just triggers people it's like well, oh well they raise prices oh inflation and i'm like yes but if you go back then I'll, I'll have to talk to you about this some other time but i compared uh land speeders millennium falcons and x-wings for the last 20 years and oh and the slave one boba fett starship sorry <laughs> and uh you're in trouble for that <laughs> And all of them, I I can almost say 100% that all of them were as expensive, if not cheaper now, than they were back then. Mm-hmm. My only uh, concern with that, though, is that I also feel like that 20, 30 years ago, that maybe the Lego quality of the brick might have been better than it is now. So, I mean, there... I haven't had any issues with any of my minifigs, but I have seen a lot of people online complaining about them. I've seen comparisons of bricks. So uh, there's definitely, that's the, that's one of my controversial points, which I hear you guys being absolutely quiet. So I must be, uh, I I want to know, I want to know what those people are doing with their bricks and their minifigures that they're breaking so much. Like I, mine are perfectly fine. Cause yeah, I'll (laughs) say, Generally, oh, I'll say generally, I think as Lego fans, they people like to complain about the company, which I think 100%. is a little, a little odd because you wouldn't have a hobby without the company. Exactly. Um, and I'm yeah, not complaining. I don't yeah. want you to think I. You're not. Oh no, I, you're not complaining at all. Um, I think generally, what people want to complain, and that's why I think you're met with a lot of hesitancy when you do display what is factually true that lego is probably the same if not more value now than it was and i think people just don't want to admit that because that is the truth and that takes away from their ability Mm -hmm. to just constantly complain about what every every single thing lego does as a company you're making too much sense and now uh yeah you know now that that makes me less you know have less fun complaining exactly (laughs) yeah well and like even taking into consideration uh these sets that, and again, uh, like like the Boba Fett Starship, if you look at what it looked like 20 years ago, and I think they sold it for 6 or $7, it was like, it was, it was just a clump of bricks. Now, it has a very cool retro aesthetic to it, but then you look at what they're producing now, and of course, it's going to cost more because there's more details in there. There are more bricks. Uh, oh, that's another thing that's controversial. Um, I do not... Uh, follow the PPP, the price per point, or mm-hmm. price, yeah, uh, price per piece. Uh, I'm more focused on the weight, if you will. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. uh, there there are uh, websites that tell you what the weight of the set is. So then I'm like, okay, it's a it's a ninety dollar set that has five hundred pieces, and it's like, that's that's steep when you first look at it. But then it's like, oh it weighs as much as this set over here. Like right. you look at the, the art, the mosaics that are out right yeah. now. Yeah. Like those have thousands of pieces and they cost like a hundred bucks. And it's like, why would it cost so much? So it's like, Oh, well the weight. And yeah. So yeah, no, how much totally plastic are you getting? Yeah, exactly. Well, so. and I, I video that I am working on 
uh, I saw somebody complaining about the price of Duplo saying <laughs> using the price per piece. And I'm like, yeah, a saw, Duplo saw brick is too. this big. It's four times as big as a... <laughs> right. well, as I a, just think it's funny getting hardcore upset because I saw people getting hardcore upset about the prices of Duplo bricks when these are for babies. This is a baby's toy. And you're getting right. really upset about how expensive this baby's toy is that you're never going to buy. So, Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, because I do have a two-year-old son, I have bought those sets. I mean, it's like... There, I mean, there's one, there's one right now. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong real fast. Children's toys like that are not cheap to begin with. No. Right? No. No. Exactly. They're not. So, I mean, like, I think I spent, I spent $10 on like an elephant and a giraffe and then some pieces to make a tree. And I was like, okay, the piece counts like 10. So it's like a dollar per piece. But at the same time, it's this big, you know, and he's going to play the heck out of them. <laughs> so it's, it's worth it to me. Whereas if you end up buying a $10, uh, you know, baby shark toy that they're going to play with for two seconds and then they're, they're done with it. Again, that unlimited imagination that you can use. Right. So going by weight makes sense. Cause yeah. By piece. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know, I um, think that, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Ethan. No, uh, go ahead, Matt. I would just quickly say that I think that to the general populace who isn't really like Lego fans and they're maybe buying Lego for someone else, they would look at, you mentioned the original Boba Fett Starship Slave one, and then they would look at the one from today. I don't, I think they would look at those two things and genuinely not see a difference. Like they would just see this yeah. one is $12 or however much it was. This one is $50. Like they can't look at it with a critical eye like us and see, well, this one is incredibly more detailed, has a lot more pieces and more accurate. They're really going to think it's the same ship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and again, just looking at it from a kid's point of view, and it's great because, you know, my son's two, but he's turning three pretty soon here. And we we were watching The Mandalorian. He loves Mandalorian. He calls him Dad DeLorean. You know, <laughs> he's baby Grogu. I'm Dad DeLorean. That's and, cute. uh, he coined that, by the way, not me. So, but he saw the starship, you know, the the Razor Crest, mm -hmm. and we were in the store, and at eye level, he saw the little ten dollars set, the the Razor Crest, and he was like, "Daddy, it's the Dad Delorean ship. It's Dad Delorean ship." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I mean, like he <laughs> knows what it is. He resonates with it. It connects to him." So mm -hmm. I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna buy it." I I ended up building it for him because you know it was just yeah. a little too intense for him. But anytime the show comes on or anytime we put it on, he goes running to it and he starts flying around with this thing. So exactly from a non-collector's point of view, they don't see a difference. No. One thing he did pick up on, though, was that he doesn't fit inside of the ship and that bugged the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Dad, close it. And I'm like, I can't close it. And he was like, microfighter. <laughs> close it, close it. And I'm like, he just sits on the outside. He was like, he got frustrated he's like yeah. all right and he put grogu in the back you know and he's like he's gonna fall off dad i'm like no he's gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great um so yeah what's we'll just move it on uh kind of a different kind of category what's something that you like that's come out of tiktok or just social media um lego social media they didn't expect to kind of come out of it so i really 
I know this might sound cheesy, but I didn't expect uh, this sense of community, you know? Um, I really felt like I was in my own little bubble. And to find out that there's this huge collection of people from all different races and ages and all this stuff, I, I just, I did not expect that at all. And getting the support from people that I've never even met. You know, I've, I've never met you guys before. I mean, I again, Ethan, I just met you a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Like Maticus, we've been chit-chatting. Yeah, I, you're familiar. I've... <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's like, there's this sense of, you know, hey, I got your back, you got my back type of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, really lifting each other up, which again, I thought I was just making videos to talk about Lego bricks. I didn't realize that I'd be making friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <A little> emotional. <laughs> oh man. So, um, but yeah. And like even finding out from uh, friends and family, like they're really supportive of the fact that I do this. Uh, I mean, of course my, my father-in-law was very supportive when he found out that I was, you know, financially making money through TikTok. But I was like, <laughs> it's pennies. Like, calm down. <laughs> not, <laughs> we're not going to pay off the house in a year. Like, <laughs> so, and I should say that most of that, I just end up recirculating back into yeah. uh, the channel. Because not, and I don't want to get off topic, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> like, TikTok tends to, you know, suppress views, if you will um depending on what you talk about yeah so TikTok has it. just get more out there i love how you said huge collection of people really plays that yeah sorry i keep reading it but it, it highlights it and i yep. always think that when i type stuff that i want people to read my stuff out oh um, <laughs> but it's just obi-wan kenobrick so we'll save that yeah for him. He, he <laughs> him, you know <laughs> yeah um but Let's see. I, I mean, that and just being able to, like I said, the community thing, it's just been, it's been great. It's really been great. And I, I didn't expect the support. And I mean, I've gotten, you know, Christmas cards. I've gotten thank you notes that there, when I did my Batman video, which was also ridiculously long, um, I did a little contest where I was like, hey, watch the entire thing and tell me how many times I said Batman. And there were three people that got it right. It was 89 times, wow. which <laughs> which was in reference to Batman 1989, because that's how OCD I am. Um, I like I, I had actually recorded that video and found out that I had said it like 90 times. So <laughs> edited one I went out. back and reworded it. Like I called him the Dark Knight instead to, you know, get it to be 89. Um, but there was one guy that, you know, one of the three that I had sent him the the Catwoman, Selena Kyle and Batman motorcycle set, you know, and that, that's what I sent all three of them. You know, it wasn't anything huge, but still he lived in Australia, which was fun trying to get that shipped out to him. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. I actually had to change my VPN to say that I was in Australia <laughs> and make a purchase through their website because I would, didn't want to pay a ridiculous amount. I still yeah, that's a good idea. In taxes, huh. but still. Um, so I had it shipped to him, and he messaged me saying, hey, I'm actually going to see the movie uh, right now, and while we were leaving, I got the package for this set. 
So he was super excited about being able to build it when he got home from watching the movie. It was fresh in his mind. And he had just sent a message to say thank you. The other two people I don't think I even heard from. But like hearing that, being able to just like provide just a little bit of joy, it's it's definitely worth it. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I got. Uh, Oh. so Ethan? Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I was like, I was like, I'll just stare yeah. into your guys' eyes the entire time. Awkward, like, yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is the same answer. What was like what's your like your proudest moment like on with Lego? Oh, okay. So proudest Lego moment. And again, if you guys haven't and I you figured out I, I really have an emotional connection with it. It's not just about plastic and, you know, people. It's it's about what it means to me. And for years, I wanted Lego to make an official Batmobile, uh, the 1989 Tim Burton Batmobile. And they had released one that uh, it wasn't the Tim Burton one that I'm thinking of. It was like this hybrid comic book style one that had the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I liked it, but I didn't want it because it was like. I I want that Tim Burton one. And I waited and waited and waited. And then they ended up releasing it. And you had to show up to the store on Black Friday to get the special box uh, for the 1989 Batmobile as well. So it was like a little minifigure scale Mm -hmm. of it. So I made sure to stand in line. So there I am, super excited about being able to get this set that I've wanted for literally decades. And I was there with my wife, and I was there with my son, who was not even a month old at the time. And just like, and he was wearing his little Batman, you know, <laughs> jumpsuit. And just, and this was his first visit to the Lego store, too. And this was all right before COVID had hit. So I had this, like, just, I'm here with my family buying this Lego set that I've wanted forever. I'm, I'm with my son that I didn't even know I wanted. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like all this stuff. So then I got to come home and like place all this stuff, got a photo of it. Like, I, I know it seems kind of cheesy, but being able to share that experience with my own family, it was definitely my proudest moment. Yeah. That's happiest really moment. That's awesome. Yeah, that really is great. Thanks. Of course. Um, now, kind of changing gears a little bit, do you have yeah. any thoughts on the future of Lego? Do I have any thoughts? <laughs> I am hoping that now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to what we're at an hour and a half. Do you guys want me to try and keep this? You know, uh, up to you. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, well, I I mean, I, I don't go. know if you guys are bored or if you want me to. No, you know, no you're doing this. So All you're doing over here, Mikey. Great. So. Um, Thoughts on the future? I just hope that because Lego is growing at such an exponential rate, I mean, I I looked about 10 years ago, they released 400 sets in 2010. This year, they've got about, what is it? I think it was like 700, 730 or 703. Like, that's almost double. I hope that in the future that they're able to continue to, you know, have their hands in all these different pockets, but that they're able to maintain the quality of the product, uh, maintain 
I mean, the marketing is great. Uh, definitely love what they're doing with the marketing right now. And I think that as long as they continue on this path of producing top quality products, as well as great partnerships, that it's going to be okay. Uh, I just hope that they don't stretch themselves too thin. That's what I worry about. So I think that's really a great point. Thanks. I personally yeah. would, would prefer quality over quantity. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it is, it's getting to a point where it's like, I think, I think they are fairly consistent with like Star Wars sets. There's, there's about like 30, 30 to 40 that they release every year. Now, I'm including the little poly bags too, like right. everything from the giant sets to the poly bags, like they all count. So I I like the idea that they keep producing, but at the same time, they start making all this other stuff that I'm really interested in as well. And then you have to kind of pick and choose. Do I want to keep collecting Star Wars or do I want to like shift over to Marvel? Like what? So... Or do I want to get the just bus or like I saw the James mm -hmm. Bond car and I was like $20 for a James Bond car. Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. And then I saw the Vin Diesel one too. And I was like, do I just get rid of my entire collection and just yeah. start collecting cars? Like, what do I do here? Like Lego, like tell me. So uh, yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it definitely is. So I hope that they don't stretch themselves too thin and eventually start to have the fan base kind of be like, Ugh. but I, I feel like that if they continue the course that they're on, that they'll be fine. They oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So do you have any thoughts on the future of like Lego with social media, your own kind of like future goals with like, you know, being a Lego social media content creator? I definitely feel like that content creators are the driving force of Lego's uh, social media presence. Mm -hmm. It's it's people like us that are keeping it interesting because yes, Lego has the marketing team to put out there and again, great marketing. But when it comes to interacting with the fans and doing reviews, the, the Lego ambassador plan or the that they have going, it's all falling on us to push that out there. So as long as we continue to be supportive and positive, yeah, it's definitely. Oh, Brick Chef tapped out. He's he's done Look with at me. That you know, you you got you talk too much and you bored him. That's <sighs> fine. It's fine. You know who needs him? We can yeah. we can continue on. I was worried that I was talking too much. So yeah, no, <laughs> honestly, you're doing great. Like uh, this has been such a really uh, engaging conversation um, about awesome. Lego. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, but. Yeah, I, I think that social media wise, uh, we are the ones that are keeping this going. And as long as we continue to be the positive voice for this company, as well as the way that we communicate with the fans, it, it, it'll it be great. So I just well, I'm curious to see how Lego is really like they just recently got a Lego TikTok. They did. Have they yeah. used it yet? Yeah, no. but they haven't used it. I don't yeah. think they know how to use it. And I'm not saying that in a <laughs> negative sense. They just but it's don't just know like, what they're doing with it yet. Yeah, you make sure to lock it in, and then you're like, okay, now yeah. what do we do with this? So, yeah. <laughs> They'll figure something out. Yeah. And then our careers are over. Um, exactly. No. <laughs> so how about for you personally? Like, do you have any, like, goals, like, with your social media for, like, the next year or, you know, anything that you plan on doing next? Uh, well... So I'm I'm a numbers guy. You guys don't right. know that. <laughs> um, I had a feeling. 
I, I told my yeah, I, I told myself at the beginning of the year, and I know this is going to be small numbers, you know, potatoes to you guys, but uh, I wanted to hit 50k on TikTok and I wanted 10k on my YouTube. So on YouTube, I've got I want to say I'm at like five and a half. So um, and it's been within the last month or YouTube. two, it's been yeah, it's it's been a struggle. Cause I started YouTube at the same time that I started my TikTok, and they are two completely different animals, yes, they are. Um, but I'm definitely enjoying engaging with the both of them. So yeah, my, from a numbers goal, uh, 10K, 50K, and I'm always trying to improve my videos, uh, the quality of them. And it's just subtle stuff here and there, uh, efficiency. I'm always trying to figure out what can make me more efficient. Because again, I don't really get to build as much as I'd like to because I spend so much time making videos yeah, <laughs> and no, researching yeah. that yeah. I would I, I, I try choir. to find out. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? You're you're preaching to the choir on that account. Oh yeah. Well, and like I see the stuff that you guys build, and I'm like, when did they have time to do that? You know, like <laughs> I see I see the videos that you guys put out as well, and I'm just like. Man, yeah, I'm a little jealous that I I wish I'd be able to do that. So, do you guys have people ha uh, building stuff for you or editing for you? I'm not at liberty to say. Um, uh, I knew like it. Under I knew it. No, honestly, appearances can be deceiving. Uh, let's just you, know, <laughs> you make it appear a certain way that you know you're building more than you really are. I think, but I think if it were up to us, wouldn't we all just like to be building Lego like all day, every day, yeah. <laughs> and not having yeah. to do anything else? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, yeah, that's uh, what is it? Well, and yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I started no. thinking about 100% agree. Who's here? Yeah. Oh, that's Lego Creator. Welcome, Evan. Hello. Videos versus builds. Uh, it really yeah. is a struggle, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It really is. Well, I think that's why I started to fall into collecting minifigs because it's done. Yep. <laughs> yep. See you later. Uh, so what kind of challenges have you faced? I mean, I guess that that alone is a big challenge that we all face as a content creator. What would you say is the biggest challenge you face as a content creator? The biggest. Well, and I know I mentioned the building, but it's definitely the time management. Mm -hmm. uh, I I'm a dad. I, I have my own job outside of this. Uh, create the content. Uh, I'm a husband a son, you know, all this stuff. And I try to be all this stuff at once. Uh, but at the same time, also make it look like it's going smoothly. Mm -hmm. So that has got to be the, the the time management is definitely the hardest, which I feel like I'm staying on top of. But like, there's some videos, and I don't know, you guys probably do this too. Uh, I went through my phone uh, a couple weeks ago where I was just trying to clear out memory. And then I saw, I was like, oh, I filmed this like four months ago. <laughs> so then I went in and edited it real quick. And I was like, there you go. Like, and you like, hadn't posted it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. like, yeah. It's like, there is stuff now that that wasn't one of my mini Figgin uh, videos. Yeah. Cause those like, it's really all right. Set schedule. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think it might have been the the Adidas shoes, the Lego Adidas shoes video that I had mm. done. And it was just like a two second, you know, or probably like 15 second video. But still, it was like I filmed it with the intent of posting it, but I never got around to posting <laughs> it because I was busy doing all this other stuff. 
Now, I don't know if you guys have that yeah. problem, but no, I, I wish I would just find content on my phone. Yeah, I, I, I know. It was great. I'm like scrambling sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there was um, like, I, I haven't opened it yet. Uh, it's still sealed, but I like, and I want to play the game, but wow. um, yeah, there, I, I found a video of me receiving it because I had a buddy of mine in Florida buy it when it was first released and sent it to me. My wife took a video of it and I forgot to post it. So I was like, oh, hey, cool. Let's post this, you know, easy content. There you go. All yeah, right. So oh, wow, yeah, definitely time management. All right. That gets to all of us. Yep. All right, so we got three questions left, and then we're going to do like a speed round, sort of. So, Ooh, okay. Um, what any like favorite movies, books, or TV shows? Doesn't even have to be like Lego related, just favorite just movies, like... anything, anything from the 80s. I love 1980s oh. movies. I mean, uh, Rocky, Batman, Ghostbusters, uh, Breakfast Club, you know, 16 yeah. Candles, any, any of that stuff. I just I'm a sucker for a 1980s movie. And even like the horror movie. I mean, I don't know. Like, Whoa. Yes. Oh, I see so, your Bowie tattoo also. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So that way, you know, Bowie, when I'm looking at him, it's right side up. You know, I can oh. see him. But, you know, everybody else sees Jason Voorhees. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, Bowie's um, protecting you from Jason. Sorry. Um, Are we all good? <laughs> Yeah, the, the door got unlocked, and I was like, uh, "Was that oh. your astromech?" Uh, hang on, just a second. I don't sure. Know what's going on. That's okay. Oh, let's um, let. Got to make sure Mikey's secure and safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Safe for sure. Hey, that's Sorry okay. I hope that. everything's all right. Yeah, no, no, no worries. worries. Yeah, no. It was it was my wife. She was like, "Oh, I was waiting for you, but I'm just gonna go pick up the baby now." I'm like, "Okay, so." <laughs> He's with my he's with my parents, so gotcha. it's okay. You know everything's okay. fine. I'm um, glad to hear that. But yeah, so uh, <clears throat> love the 1980s horror movies as well. So you know Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, most of the time, it's just something about the aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's great. And like, of course, I love Stranger Things yeah. because it puts me back into that. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to books, I'm very boring. <laughs> because it's either I'll I'll read the original or movie adaptation, you know, or novel adaptation mm -hmm. of a movie like The Shining. Uh, I I've, I'm working on it right now, which I don't know if you mm -hmm. guys have ever read. I've read that book. It's the, a it's hard to get. I haven't through. read it. But it wow, it, the way it's structured, I know what you mean. It's 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 a very complex read. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. So. Yes. Um, but uh and then yeah tv shows i actually made a list of the tv shows because there's just too many of them uh office parks and rec have you guys ever heard of psych yes of what psych so brick chef has heard of I've it i've heard of psych i've heard of psych i'm sorry you you cut out so i couldn't actually oh i'm sorry i'm sorry not your um x files uh once upon a time law and I order love once upon Victims a time Unit. yes once upon a time oh my god awesome yeah no like, one else likes the show whenever i bring that up people are like oh somebody said psych i'm sorry i just i get very <laughs> excited about that because like nobody knows psych and when i mention it they're like hmm you know like oh i think i've it's it's a silly premise show it's about a guy that uh pretends to be a psychic but he's a detective 
So, and it sounds very close to the mentalist, but it's not, mm -hmm. which they I also lean it. into in the show. They like, they make fun of the mentalist within it, but <laughs> anywho, um, but yeah, uh, once upon a time, I never hear anybody say that they like that either. So. That's one of my all-time favorite shows. I could watch it over and over. I'm such a nerd. It's like it's horrible. It's so bad, but I love it. <laughs> well, you know, we we had watched the the first season, and I was like, "Is this it?" Like, I felt like that. It was. It felt self-contained. Self -contained. The like, first season is so good. Oh, it's top tier. And then we got a second one, and I was like, "Great, great!" And like, kept watching it. I was a little disappointed with the final season because they tried wrong. to retcon all of it. But yeah, we just won't talk about that. Um, but long, that we is can, we a, can show have a whole about, podcast about once upon a time. Like, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> there is so much to cover in that show. It's ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of tea. Well, actually, oh, and th this is kind of weird. Uh, getting back into the 1980s aesthetic, I don't know why, but I love watching unsolved mysteries reruns hmm. like i know that sounds so weird but something about the 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 aesthetic the the way that they do the music like if you ever get a chance just watch a couple of those older episodes of unsolved mysteries and some you know one episode they're talking about people that are and then there's other episodes where they're talking about aliens so it's like you never know what you're gonna get that and cool. the yeah. the host is just creepy but he has a way of pronouncing words, which is another thing. I, I really like to pay attention to the way that people talk. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I love that series. It's, hmm. it's one of those guilty pleasures. So awesome. Very nice. Awesome. And then these last two are just like, these should be fun to answer. Just nice, quick ones that you can have something fun. So the first one is if you, if Lego could make anything, any anything you wanted it doesn't even have to be like an intellectual property but it could be but if they, they could make anything you wanted even if you know they would never make it what would it be i and it is an intellectual property uh i would like a life-size proton pack from the ghostbusters <laughs> hey that's actually that's oh. something i feel like they might do at some point honestly yeah it, it would be so expensive. I mean, and it would be so, yeah, yeah. I'd want to be able to wear it, you know, and like the wand along with it. But I, I could only imagine how much that thing would weigh. Like uh, think, it would have to I be a display. Um, I want to say his name's like Waller Customs on Instagram. He has done like a lot of like big life-size Ghostbuster props already. Really? And he's made them out of Lego. I want to say he's done a proton pack. Like a full-on life-size one, Waller and of customers, course, I think. And of course, because their Lego's just starting to dip their toe in like the light-up features, I would definitely want it to be, you know, light up as well. It can't just be a big black brick. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to have the red yeah. and blue and all that stuff. So yeah, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, and that's then, my. And then the final one before we do our speed round, if they could make one weird one-off minifigure. Just anything. What would it be? I know this is more what you, what your ballpark minifig. So, oh, you're saying so if they could make one, yeah, oh. something that they don't have already, but just oh, anything. Man. Well, I mean, see, I misunderstood the question. I thought oh. one that I could get that I don't have. But, oh, well, you um, can answer I mean, that. Too. Tell us that, and also uh, tell us know. something that, yeah. Tell us what um, you want to get, but then tell us something that you want to see them make. 
So uh, one one minifigure that I have wanted for probably 20 years now, and I actually pulled up an image. His <laughs> name is Achu. Oh, yeah. He's like... I'm going to just shove this in your face. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right there. Yeah. It's so random, right? It's like, oh, late, or Star Wars is my favorite theme, but I want Achu. You know, it's like... It's such a cool minifig. It, yeah, he, he looks cool. He's gorgeous. And like... Now, circling back to the whole Aztec village that I had made, um, I remember, you know, a few years after when I was in my dark age, I saw them selling those sets with that in there. And I was like, man, that guy's really cool looking. Yeah. Man, that guy looks really cool. Man. And then like years later, I'm like, his name is Achu. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he it's obscure, but I, I really like getting those obscure minifigures. I, I've got a lot of them. So definitely, yeah, he's on there. Now, one that I wish that they would make, again, intellectual property, I I would love to have an official Jason Voorhees. Mm, yeah, that would be Just awesome. because, you know, like, I know that they make them where you can get the printed on there, but Jason Voorhees, give me Elvira, you know, just like any of those horror uh, characters I would definitely love. And well, Actually, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's it. I know what you mean because the customs are really cool. They're great, but it's always it's like I want to see what the Lego graphic designers would do because they yeah. have their like touch to minifigs that make them look like they all fit together. You know exactly because yeah. these minifigs that and I literally only have four fake minifigs, and I say fake, but yeah, it's Jason, Elvira, Chucky, and Freddy. You know, Freddy Krueger. Mm -hmm. Um because they're never going to make those. But when you put them next to all the other ones, it's like, you can tell that it's a custom. Mm, they look and off. I would even take uh, Lego's uh, interpretation of like a Jason Voorhees. Like not, it doesn't have to be him, but if it could just be a guy with the hockey mask and like yeah, a butter like a knife slasher. or something like that. Well, you could build yeah. your own. I know I could, but <laughs> I'd be curious to see what, how Lego would yeah. come up with it, how they could get around it, so could put that in like a city set like where the police are like chasing down the you know the crazy guy who <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, what's his name clutch powers <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thank you for uh answering our multitude of questions we yeah. have yes. another multitude of questions that we're going to throw at you really quick this is the speed round are you ready all right go we're going to give you a bunch of this or that questions starting with scary movies or comedies Scary. Definitely. I could have predicted that. Hamburgers or pizza? Pizza. Mega constructs or Playmobil? Playmobil. Mm. Coke <laughs> or Pepsi? Coke. Follow the instructions or always build your own mocks? Mocks. Hmm. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? I've actually been thinking about this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going with Lord of the Rings. Ooh. My guy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I, I've never watched Game of Thrones a, a minute in my life. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. But, I mean, Lord of the Rings, just nothing. Yeah, can't, Lord can't of beat the it. They're, they're both fantastic. But they really again, are. I'm, I'm not supposed to go into detail. Oh, of yeah, course not. Oh, Droid I'm, Lego, Lord of the Rings. I'm passionate about this, so yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves or Brenton Fraser? <sighs> my wife and I got into this. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Solid. Uh, brick separator or, you know, tear it apart with their teeth and nails? Uh, brick separator. 
Oh man, that was too hard. Uh, MCU yeah. or the DCEU? MCU. Yeah, that's a uh, basic. Now, if you could travel back in time to get either the original UCS Cloud City set or to get a Mr. Gold minifigure, which would you choose? Mr. Gold. Wow. Oh, oh man. Finally, yeah. Brick Chef or Madicus Bricks? I don't know why I put that one on there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going Madicus Chef for this one. Uh, oh, oh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it. Uh, Mikey, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, yeah. guys. Honestly. That's, yeah, that's going to pretty much wrap our show for this week. Mikey, real quick, um, where can they see your stuff? So I am primarily on YouTube and TikTok. Uh, it's just Mikey Brickman, the way that it's spelled right here, as well as Instagram. And we even have a Twitter, which I do use. Not very much for Lego content, but just kind of talking about stuff. Yeah. So let's say YouTube and TikTok. Mikey Brickman. All right. Well, awesome. It has been an absolutely great episode. Thank you to everybody that tuned in live to the stream on YouTube. But until next week, we will see you guys. Thank you guys for another great show. Thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Good night.